Hello and welcome to your Yogi Scope for the new moon in sidereal Scorpio that's happening Wednesday, November 23rd at 5.56 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it might be into Thursday morning depending on your time zone, uh, but this new moon is happening in sidereal Scorpio. So welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer and a yoga teacher, and my goal is to help you hone in on your strengths so you can find the best path forward for you by leveraging the spiritual sciences of yoga and Vedic astrology. So if you're new around here, the signs might be a little bit different than what you're used to, so you can go grab your Vedic birth chart at my website. You can go to yogiscopes.com, spelled just like this podcast, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S dot com slash chart and you can also grab a free worksheet there to help you understand and just read the chart off gate to get your signs and know where Scorpio is in your chart so if you listen to lots of other things on the internet and you're not familiar with Vedic astrology you might be hearing that this new moon is in I don't know what is it in western it's in a different sign but it's in Scorpio you can trust me um look in the sky it is so if you've been feeling a lot of intensity lately, perhaps even to the point of burnout, I suspect that you're not alone because it's really all eyes on Scorpio right now in the night sky. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of what's happening astrologically in just a moment, but I'd like to remind you to always stick around to the end. After I explain the astrology, I'll tell you what you can do about it, which is um, some yoga practices and journal prompts to see how these archetypal energies is what astrology even is is resonating or working in your life so that you can find your best path forward through these ancient wisdom practices so welcome i'm glad you're here so the new moon's happening in scorpio and in sidereal scorpio so is pretty much everything else in the night sky right now so at a new moon the new moon happens when the sun and the moon are completely conjoined in the sky. That's why the moon is dark, because it's on the same side of Earth as the sun. So the peak of the new moon, the time that I give you, 5.56 p.m. Eastern time, is the moment where the moon and the sun reach the same degree point in the sky. And so at that same time, Jupiter will be stationed direct in Pisces. And so that was just the most recent podcast episode I covered all about Jupiter but um, just I so and I hadn't looked at the dates yet at the exact time of the new moon and just so happens so when planets go retrograde there is a moment in time and the length depends on the speed of the planet Jupiter is relatively slow moving so it will be stationed meaning still in the sky for a little bit longer than like say mercury is when it goes direct so there's a point before it starts moving backwards where it stops that's called stationing retrograde and then it moves retrograde where it actually looks like it's moving backwards from our perspective and then there's a moment where it looks like it stops before it starts moving forward uh, that's called stationing direct and then it goes direct and so jupiter will be stationed direct at the peak of the new moon. It'll be stationed direct most of the day tomorrow, November 23rd, 2022. And then it will move direct. It will begin its forward motion just minutes after the new moon. So 
that just feels auspicious to me. We have the nodes of the moon, Rahu and Ketu in Taurus and Scorpio for a year and a half up until this March. So from end of 2020 until this March. And I've been telling folks, if, you've, if you're new around here, if you've even listened to the last couple podcast episodes that have come out in November, I've been talking about how it's, we are in this time where we're moving forward with new energies. And so I recognize that a lot of, you know, sounds if to me it sounds like astrologers say that all the time like we're just always in a transformational period right and it gets to me as an astrologer it gets to be a little bit like it loses its meaning when everything is transformational all the time so i hesitate to say that we're in this transformational time but we are in a time of shifting so here's the thing this is what i actually believe it's always a transformational time. You can change your life whenever you want. Like you can wake up one day and decide for things to be different. But collectively, we go through these shifts. And sometimes those shifts, I think, are mirrored by astrology. And this is one of them. So we have Saturn is coming to the end of its cycle in January. Um, we'll be coming to the end of this like Taurus Scorpio axis also in January. But this new moon could be a good time to set your intentions of like how you want to step forward related to things on that axis. So in the membership, the Yogi Scopes community membership, which is now open for enrollment, you can click the link in the description or the show notes to learn more about that if you're curious. But we will talk more about based on your birth chart where Taurus and Scorpio might be hitting for you. But collectively, Taurus is all things home and inner comfort, finances, that kind of stuff. And Scorpio is like deep emotions, research, psychology, that kind of thing. And so you could think about collectively how we might be shifting financially, you know, as Mars retrogrades through Taurus. So I just, I bring that up because Taurus and Scorpio form an axis. And so everything in the night sky almost right now is happening on that axis or is looking at that axis. So in Vedic astrology, it turns out in the U.S. we call it aspects, which is the same term, I believe, that's used in Western astrology. But in Vedic astrology, there's this concept of drishti. And if you practice yoga, which I suspect you probably do at some point if you're listening to this podcast, um, you've, you've heard of drishti. It's gaze. So all planets have a gaze at the house that's forming an axis with them. So Taurus and Scorpio is one of them. Aries and Libra is another where the nodes of the moon are. Um, and then some other planets have special ones. So, for example, Mars retrograde is in Taurus, but it's got its drishti, its gaze on Scorpio. And same thing with Jupiter is in Pisces where it's going direct, but its ninth aspect is on Scorpio. So even this forward-moving, expansive energy of Jupiter going direct in Pisces happening within 10 minutes of the peak of the new moon. So it's happening, you know, this is all happening at the same time. There will be this like forward-moving, expansive energy brought to Scorpio. So it's going to be important to understand where Scorpio is in your birth chart and what that house represents to get an idea of where you might get the most leverage to use this forward-moving and expansive energy to step forward into a new way of being on the Taurus and Scorpio axis. So that's the kind of thing we've been exploring in the membership over time, exploring on the podcast over time. But just some other considerations of stuff that might be going on. Also, I wanted to mention that 
Um, Mercury and Venus are in Scorpio with the new moon. So everything's happening in Scorpio pretty much right now. So if you want that extra layer of depth, you would look to where Scorpio is in your birth chart. That's the stuff we explore in the membership. It's more individualized interpretations. But on a collective level, Scorpio, it has this connection to the eighth house because it is the eighth sign. And I always kind of tell folks the eighth house, if you're familiar with tarot, the eighth house has like death card and tarot vibes. This like ego death, right? Not literal death, like death and rebirth kind of connection, which to experience that an ego death or death or death and rebirth type transformation in your life it has this transformational energy so that's why i said earlier i was like i i hesitate to say like i'm not the one that's always going to tell you we're in this deeply transformational time things are changing all the time and you can leverage that in whatever way you want scorpio has this connection to transformation in relation to your deep psychology which is important because Whatever you have going on on the inside of you will reflect on the outside of you. So in most cases, it doesn't really matter how you think or feel. It matters what you do. But we have to recognize that what you think or feel impacts what you do. And so with this new moon in Scorpio, if you're able to work through how you think and feel is impacting your behavior and daily activities, you are more likely to make forward progress because your behavior will be better because it won't be so controlled by limiting beliefs and and thoughts and feelings that are hindering you. And so that's a very Ayurvedic perspective. So in the West here, we have this like, you know, nut up buttercup, like, don't matter how you feel like you got to do what you got to do and that to some degree that's true in most cases there is at least some amount of stuff that you have to do no matter how you feel about it but if you want to I mean the reason we even study this stuff yo we practice yoga and do astrology is to make our lives easier and better but on the flip side of that there is this myth of effortlessness that I posted something in the Yoga Plus Astrology Facebook group this morning talking about how social media perpetuates this myth of effortlessness, but I realized after I posted it that it's been around since before social media. I mean, I remember reading Seventeen magazine when I was younger than 17. I was like 13 reading that magazine, and it was just like, be flawless and, you know, whatever. Make it look easy. She makes it look easy. And so there's this myth It's been around since social media, but it's definitely on social media that things should just be perfect and flow easily and that if you are experiencing difficulty that there might be something wrong with you and you should do these things, whatever, to make your life easier and better. So while that is a good pursuit and we should try to make things more efficient and easier and better for ourselves, we don't want to fall into the trap of believing that we should only make action or progress when we feel good, right? So we don't want to get caught in that like toxic positivity of, you know, only doing things when you feel like it or only when you feel good, right? So that's kind of what I want to point out that everything with this Taurus and Scorpio axis. So with Mars retrograding in Taurus, 
that has to do with your action and your willpower and what is affecting how you take action. Do you only take action when you feel like you have the willpower? So to some degree, it's a it's a good pursuit to set yourself up to maximize your willpower so that you have more willpower to do the things that you want to do, right? But you can't only rely on willpower. Sometimes it takes motivation or not motivation, um, discipline to do the things even when you don't feel like doing them. And so I think Mars being retrograde. So this why Mars retrograde is extra important to this Scorpio new moon, not only because it's on forming an axis, because it's aspecting the new moon, but because Scorpio is ruled by Mars and the nakshatra lunar mansion of this new moon that we're going to get to in just a moment is um, ruled by Saturn, which has everything to do with your habits and your discipline. Like, how disciplined are you? What do you do when you don't feel like doing stuff? You know what I mean? When your motivation is low, what do you do? And with the deep psychology thing, which is what this new moon is all about, can you start to get more in touch with that, how your thoughts and feelings are impacting your behavior? So thoughts and feelings are important, but they're not everything, right? Like what we do is more important than what we say or how we feel about what we want to do, you know, like what we actually do. And I don't mean this in the like toxic hustle culture way because I'm trying to navigate this. I I just see a lot of people there like I want to reject hustle culture and so they swing really far the other direction and I'm saying what I'm trying to say is that there's a middle ground here. I'm not saying ignore how you think and feel and just plow through. What I'm actually telling you is to get in touch with those emotions and how they're impacting your behavior. And so how you can cultivate more of the feelings you want to feel or quit doing the things that are causing you to feel bad, right? Or not optimal. So that's that kind of gets into the yoga practices and journal prompts, which we'll get there in just a second. But I just want to tell you a little bit more. So that's Scorpio. And so Vedic astrology gives us this deeper layer to understand what might be happening astrologically, which is the nakshatras. And the nakshatras have extra impact over the moon because they are lunar mansions. And so this nakshatra, where this new moon is happening, is on Urata. And so I mentioned just a moment ago that Anurata is ruled by Saturn. So it has connections to, you know, your actions. Like, what do you do? What, what do you actually do? Like, what, how disciplined are you? Because discipline, motivation helps, right? It, it is helpful to have motivation, but motivation is not what's going to carry you through, right? And so it's important. Like, all the, all the pieces are important is what I'm hoping to convey. But um, Anurata it's a nakshatra in Scorpio. It has a connection to, through the ruling deity of it, um, that's like friendships and collaborations. And so this is important because as I've been talking to and talking about and alluding to all year is that we have the nodes of the moon have now shifted to Aries and Libra. And so that whole axis is kind of about self and other like how how are you showing up and how are you relating to people and so this new moon 
happening in Anurata, it's like, how are you relating to do, Are you going to step through in a new way of collaboration and creating success? It's a good, good time because of the nakshatra that this new moon is in to create success for yourself through collaborations or plan how you're going to do that, right? Stepping forward. It's, I, mean, I mean, it's like you don't have to do it tomorrow. Like you just start to plant the seeds. That's what new moons are about is planting the seeds. None of this is like you do it the day of the moon and it's once and done and it's done. It's like you plant the seeds at the new moon and then you water it over the new, you know, over the next waxing moon phase. And then the full moon happens and and you have to release some things, right? And it's just a good reminder to continually go through these phases of expansion and contraction in our lives. Um, so the symbol for Anurata, which is an important um, way to understand the archetype is a lotus flower or an archway. So that's why I say it's also like, it's, it, this really is a transformational new moon. Like the whole archetype of Scorpio is transformation. Anurata is like stepping through a doorway. Like what doorway are you going to step through right now? And the lotus flower, the whole symbol of the lotus flower is this idea of no mud, no lotus, right? Like it's a pretty flower, but it grows in the mud. Like it grows up out of mess. You know, the whole concept is it's pretty and it's serene, right? But under the surface, there was some shit, right? <laughs> like, does that make sense? The whole concept of like, if you're going to go through a transformation, you're going to have to work through the hard stuff under the surface. So that you don't keep settling back into those old behavior patterns because you're not consciously connecting the thoughts and feelings that are influencing your behavior patterns, right? So that's the idea of this new moon. So let's talk about yoga practices and journal prompts with the new moon. So because it's in Scorpio, everything's in Scorpio, like what expansiveness are you stepping through of the doorway of, especially related to where Scorpio is in your birth chart. So, uh, and the yoga practices we've been exploring, if you want to join me for a Yogi Scopes Flow, we will tomorrow morning on Wednesday. If you sign up, you can get the recording. Um, if you miss it, just hit me up and I'm happy to send it to you. You can email me or whatever. Um, we've been exploring. So Scorpio has connection to the so Scorpio has connection to the reproductive organs and so I like to say Scorpio is like the underbelly so we think about the belly breathing like deep belly breathing can you bring your breath all the way down into your pelvis so physically yes you can I used to be one of those people that I was like and get a little my woo-woo meter would go off when yoga teachers would say things like breathe into your hips and I was like you can't you breathe your lungs are in your chest you can't it's not a thing but it is a thing the muscles that the transverse abdominis that you can consciously control you can't consciously control your diaphragm you can consciously control your deepest layer of abdominal muscles called your transverse abdominis and they connect all the way your diaphragm connects all the way around their base your rib cage so you can really breathe into your lower back um but the the tva the transverse abdominis connects all the way down to your pelvis so you can physically breathe into the soft part of your pelvis so that might be a good way to start is just bringing that breath into the underbelly right of your body um and then exploring some some pelvic tilting movements, some spinal articulations from the pelvis. A good way to do that is in 
like bridge pose, starting position on your back and just tilt your pelvis. Not You're not lifting the hips up or down like bridge pose, but just explore the movement of your pelvis with your breath. Um, and then, so second chakra work also, like your relation to your creativity, what are you like producing, you know, that kind of stuff. And then Mars, because Mars rules Scorpio and it is retrograde and it's just like we can't ignore that happening with this new moon like what is your relationship to your priorities like what are you trying to put forth into the world and how is your motivation and discipline showing up that could have been your journal prompt right there just rewind like 15 30 seconds and listen to that again um but the mars is also your neck and shoulders so maybe doing some head rolls um, some twisting, some shoulder rolls, that kind of stuff, especially if you have tension showing up. Releasing that tension in the neck and shoulders could be really helpful. And then your journal prompts are, what is my relationship with intensity? And also, what is my relationship with stillness? And third question, related question, perhaps part of the same question, how skilled am I at oscillating between the two? So Rahu is in Barani, the other, well, in Aries, in the nakshatra of Barani, which has to do with, we just came out of this eclipse season that has to, everything to do with kind of oscillating between extremes of intensity. That's Barani, right? And Barani also has connections to at least the female reproductive organs, the, the yoni. Um, and so just as we head into this dark time of year with all these planets in Scorpio, you want to kind of set a new way of being with um, Mars retrograde and just consider your priorities. Consider your relationship with intensity. Are you always in intensity? Do you find it hard to get out of intensity? Are you one of those people that like just thrives on chaos and if things are too calm, you create some chaos, right? Is, is that more true? Or um, perhaps, I mean, there's so much chaos in the world. Maybe Maybe your relationship with stillness is that like when you find it, you don't want to like create any chaos. You don't want to rock the boat, right? So um, what's your relationship with getting into and out of chaos? Because it's a good skill. We need chaos and we need stillness, right? We need that movement, that drive, that intensity sometimes. Um, but we, we need to know how to snap out of it. And I think that's the point that I want to make with like hustle culture, blah, blah, blah. Like I think some folks are going too much like, Let's just make everything easy and smooth because hustle culture is too much intensity. No, like learn how to rest. And I don't mean that in the way of like make your rest productive, you know, like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about learn to calm your nervous system so that you can get more skilled at moving in and out of that intensity in appropriate ways and not getting stuck in stillness. That in, in yoga philosophy, that's called being sattvic as opposed to rajasic which is always in intensity or tamasic always in stillness so just you could explore how those archetypes are showing up for you rajas thomas or sattva and so but the journal prompt question is what is my relationship with intensity what is my relationship with stillness and how skilled did i am i at oscillating between the two and then just a third question because we're in, i live in the u.s and we have thanksgiving and i know not every country celebrates that but every yoga teacher in the world is teaching about gratitude this week. And I did a series on the science of light, my other podcast last year about inner home for the holidays. And so you might re-listen to that. It's a good series. Um, it came out like last November and December. And so 
the embodied expression of gratitude is awe. So you can do your little gratitude journal, like I'm thankful for this, I'm thankful for that. That's nice and sweet and cute. But when was the last time you cultivated that embodied experience of awe? Like, wow, like, wow, I'm really thankful for how, what my body can do, the shapes I can put it in. Um, I'm thankful for this person in my life, whatever. Wow, it's beautiful outside. What, when was the last time you felt that? So that's just an aside question because Thanksgiving is this week. The intensity and stillness is more related to Scorpio and the Mars retrograde. So that's all. Thanks for being here. Um, and check out the membership. If you sign up for a yearly membership right now, there are still a few up for grabs. If you sign up for yearly, you can get a free reading. And there's a 20% off coupon that expires midnight on Black Friday because why not participate in that madness? Um, if you want to get 20% off your membership, you can. The code is Black Friday 20. So you'll see the link yogiscopes.com slash membership in the description or show notes. Um, check it out. Read more about it. Email me if you have any questions. I'm here for you. Um, and so is the rest of the community. It's a wonderful community. So please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends. <laughs>